Welcome to the Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll and Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Yuan Zhou, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. We've got a few dif- different things to cover uh, during this session. We start with the September 24th guidance from the Safer Federal Workforce Task Force entitled, open quote, Guidance for Federal Contractors and Subcontractors, close quote. And this is pursuant to President Biden's September 9th executive order. And there are a few key headlines here. The guidance, in essence, mandates full vaccinations with limited exceptions for covered contractor employees by December 8th of this year. Additionally, covered contractors must ensure that employees are vaccinated by checking authorized vaccination records. It looks like um, it is that level of diligence that's going to be needed. The guidance talks about types of contracts that are covered, and it focuses on contracts for services, including contracts subject to the Service Contract Act and concession contracts uh, that are exempted from the Service Contract Act, contracts for construction, including those covered by Davis-Bacon, certain lease interests, and contracts in connection with federal property or land and related to offering services to federal employees, dependents, et cetera. It looks like the guidance contains exemptions for products, but there are a lot of gray areas that need to be addressed and a lot of contractors are still waiting for guidance uh, and further clarification around that point. There is gonna be a flow down requirement so that um, whatever the final provision, which we're expecting out on October 8th, um, it is almost certain to have a flow down obligation to subcontractors. That flow down obligation we think will stop at the point in time at, at which the contract is solely for products. That's what the guidance suggests. Uh, The guidance defines workplace location as a location where a covered contract employee works, including uh, both the contractor's workplace, including outdoor workplace and federal workplace. The guidance clarifies that the mandate applies to all workers at a covered workplace unless uh, unless it's possible to uh, determine uh, to affirmatively determine that no covered contractor employee will come in contact with non-covered employees, including in like shared common areas, restrooms, stairwells, garages, et cetera. Uh, The guidance notes that even remote workers, even individuals working on a covered contract from their residence must comply with the vaccination requirements. uh, And that's certainly quite, quite notable. And then there's another big question here, which is, um, will there be coverage even if the guidance um, doesn't apply. So the guidance has language that talks about strongly encouraging all agencies to apply the mandate even to non-covered contracts. So that's a big question mark as well. We're expecting the FAR provision out no later than October 8th. That's something we're gonna be watching um, very closely. And in the meantime, working with a lot of companies to try to understand what the guidance means, um, read the FAQs coming out of the task force, and try to sort of get a sense of of where this is headed and how to comply. So a lot going on there. And with that, I will turn it over to Yuan, who has a couple of proposed rules to talk about. 
Thanks, Peter. We've got three proposed rulemakings this week. First, on September 29th, the DOD issued a proposed rule to amend the DFARS to implement Section 817 of the NDAA for fiscal year 2021. Now, Section 817 amends 10 U.S.C. 2533A, which is more commonly known as the Berry Amendment, to lower the dollar threshold at which DOD acquisitions are accepted from certain domestic source restrictions. Now, currently, DOD acquisitions at or below the simplified acquisition threshold, which is currently set at $250,000, are exempt from the Berry Amendment's domestic source restrictions for things like food, clothing, fabrics, fibers, hand or measuring tools, and flags. Under the proposed rule, the language in DFARS 225.7002-2A is going to be changed so that only acquisitions not exceeding $150,000 will be exempt. Additionally, the threshold dollar amount is going to be adjusted according to inflation every five years. So the net effect here is that we're likely going to see an increase in the number of acquisitions subject to the Berry Amendment. Turning to the next, on September 29th, the DOD proposed to amend the DFARS to implement Section 824 of the NDAA for fiscal year 2017. Section 824, among other things, removes certain restrictions on contractors that are seeking reimbursement for IR&D costs. Now, currently, defense contractors can seek reimbursement for IR&D costs for seven identified activities of potential interest to the DOD. Under the proposed rule, the list that limits the allowability of IR&D cost to seven activities is going to be removed. Going forward, a contractor can seek those IR&D costs from the DOD whenever the CEO of a contractor entity provides a determination that the IR&D expenditures are going to advance the needs of the DOD for future technology and advanced capability. That written determination needs to be included as part of the contractor's submissions to DTEC and would serve as evidence to the DOD when it's determining whether the IR&D costs are allowable. The proposed rule would also add a contract clause in the DFARS, which would require all contractors with non-commercial awards exceeding the simplified acquisition threshold to provide DCAA with an occurred cost submission of IR&D and bid and proposal costs for the prior government fiscal year. Now, additionally, the proposed rule would require the DCAA to provide an annual report to Congress on IR&D, as well as bid and proposal expenditures by contractors from the prior fiscal year. Now, finally, on September 29th, the FAR Council issued a proposed rule to implement Section 873 of the NDAA for fiscal year 2020. Section 873 amends 31 U.S.C. 3903A to allow for accelerated payments to federal small business contractors and subcontractors under all applicable acquisitions and expands the current regulations that apply strictly to DOD procurements. First, the proposed rule would amend FAR 32.009-1 to require that agencies where there's no specific payment date that's set by contract to set a goal of paying small business contractors within 15 days of receiving an invoice and prime contractors that subcontract with small business concerns if the prime contractor agreed to make payments to the small business subcontractor within 15 days of receiving the accelerated payment from the government. Now, second, the proposed rule would revise FAR 52.232-40, providing accelerated payments to small business subcontractors. 
Currently, this clause requires prime contractors to provide accelerated payments to their small business subs when the government provides accelerated payments to the prime contractors. Now, the new version of this clause would require prime contractors to make payments to the small business sub within 15 days of receiving the accelerated payment from the government after receipt of a proper invoice and all other required documentation from the small business sub to the maximum extent practicable without any further consideration from or fees charged to the sub. Now, rather than being separately prescribed, FAR 52-232-40 would also now be incorporated into FAR 52-212-5, contract terms and conditions required to implement statutes or executive orders for commercial items, because it's now statutorily required to be in contracts for commercial items. Back to you, Peter. Great. Thanks, Yuan. Obviously, a lot going on right now, and we will close it out with that. This has been the Fastest Five Minutes brought to you by Kroll and Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions about these items, I can be reached at 202-624-2807, and Yuan can be reached at 202-624-2666. Thanks so much. The Fastest Five Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll and Mori LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast. podcast.